we've got allies all around the Marvel Universe. Are you seeing this? Canada, they got the mutants. Iron Man, they got the mutants. Doom, reluctantly, they got the mutants. <laughs> you kiss the ring, we got the mutants. Mm-hmm. Welcome to the Ex-Wife Podcast. I'm Alicia. And I got the mutants. And his name is Justin. Yeah. yeah. Whoa. It's not even that many comics to talk about. That's great. It's a it's solid, good. It feels solid good. This week. Is a, this is the ideal size, I feel. Eh. Eh? Three is good. Three is good. Three is good. We got two next week. Okay, I'll That's take a little it. Light. It's getting close to the holidays, you know? Sure, sure. You probably need it. What probably. do we got this week? Well, this week we have one Digi and three Tangies. Our Digi is X-Men Unlimited, number 116. Ooh. Our Tangies are Alpha Fight, number five. Closing it out. End Closing it out. of the Canada story. The Invincible Iron Man, number 13. In and space. X Men, number 29. In Latveria. Wow. Yeah. All, all around. over. Everywhere. All over the place. In the news, too. News. Who news? Oh my gosh. <laughs> you news. Just spring that on us. News, 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 news. 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 <laughs> it's a light news week, y'all. Oh. It's very light. Just a little bit. Just just honestly covers everywhere. Oh we my got god. March solicits came out. Covers, covers, covers. Tons of covers talking about all the different minis, talking about the continuing ongoings, the wrapping up of X Force and mm. Wolverine as it seems. Ah. Uh, right? Tying a little bow for it's, Christmas it's, time. Yeah, it's been and even even beyond, right? So yeah. it's been confirmed that they're both ending. Right. And and that was part of the conversation that I had on social media the other day that Ben has said, yes, it's, mm-hmm. this is the end. I am ending the story how I had planned initially with the conclusion to Beast's story and mm-hmm. a tease of what could be the future of the big, of the big blue boy. Ooh. And along with that, you have the, the dueling scribes on the Sabretooth War in Wolverine. Oh, right. Which the I think Sabretooth is really cool. War. Right. Remember that? Oh, yeah. That's absolutely. still a thing. How could I forget? It hasn't happened yet. It's only teased in the background. Other notable covers to call out. The Shadow King clutching Magneto in that mm. Resurrection of Magneto cover. Is that least. confirmed that it is the Shadow King? That's, that's a big question. It seems like it is in the solicitation text. Okay. I don't read those. I just look at the pictures. That's great. <laughs> uh, I mean, the picture Sometimes that you were I do read staring them. at, Magic and Shadow Cat coming out of Magic's stepping disc on that cover of x-men oh god that cover is i don't care what happens in the world that covers my head canon that the two of them just like take over being the head of the mutants and like rule the world <laughs> girls and the one that's got everybody talking especially betsy fans mm. psylocke fans mm. uh you know betsy braddock fans more more accurately right the dead x-men cover with a classic look on Betsy Braddock dropped the British flag costume. Yeah. And hints of Rachel Summers' involvement in the Dead X-Men's quest. What's interesting is like, is it Dead X-Men? Are they dead? Or is it X-Men from alternate universes that she brings in because they are no longer alive in our universe? That's the question. And we don't know the answer. But we'll find that out. And I really like that one just because of the lineup. We saw a cover 
for the trading card variant with the dead X-Men by Russell Dodderman mm-hmm. for an upcoming X-Men issue. I thought that, that was really great. Ironic because they're, they're not, I mean, they are the X-Men team that won with Juggernaut as well, even mm-hmm. though he's not on that cover. He's doing thought, his own thing. Off panel. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, but I thought it was interesting that they would get featured on the quote unquote main team X-Men book. Mm. Yeah. Plus we had the upcoming covers for issue three of Fothox and Rotpox. What? Fall of the House of X, Rise of Powers of Ten. I don't think that's going to Fothox. I don't Fothox think. Fothox and Rotpox. I think stop trying to make fetch happen. Fothox. Fothox. No. Fothox. I'm never going to say it. It's like photo, but fun. No. Fothox. <laughs> it's catching. We'll see. People in the streets are saying it already. Okay. Uh, sure, sure. One of them being you? Wolverine's claws <laughs> coming at Stasis's face. Mm. The other one being what looks like Forge's mutant neuralization gun being pointed at Moira sitting on her bench Oh, way back in the day, year oh, zero. Right. Yeah, that cover was cool. A lot of speculation because that was always the presumed ending, at least in the back of my mind, was that they would reset somehow with a Moira life. Yeah, I mean... How does that play? I really don't want them, you know, because I saw that when you posted it, you even wrote like time travel shenanigans. Sure. I mean, like, that's going to be the rise of the powers of 10 is that they're throughout time. Rise right. Rise of the powers of X. I don't know. But I don't, I don't feel like it would be erased. It might be altered. Right. But because they could potentially take the Moira knowledge, but remove her as the robot ascendancy that followed. Mm-hmm. Right. How do you, how do you neuralize that from the start? And then do they actually kill her or do they just say, okay, bye, Moira. See you later. Have fun with your science because well, that's the problem. But then if they kill her, does that reset the timeline? Not if they neuralize, not if they take away her powers. That was right. the whole plot from Destiny and Mystique and Inferno. Was, right. All right, she's human now. This is before Krakoan, the kill no man law. So, Or, yeah, is that me. gun like the neutralizing gun? Yes. Got it. That's what it looks like, at least. That's the same visual design that they used in Inferno. Got it. That's all we have for news. That's the news. That was is March solicits. But guess what? Finally, after days of curiosity, what? data has been reported. Oh my goodness. We have gravy. new Thank no, the heavens. Data is beautiful. <laughs> we need section headers. I'm going to get a beep boop beep boop sound effect and it's going data. in there. Yeah. Uh, not a great month for Xbox, honestly. Oh. November, yeah, not uh, as impressive as some of the other months that we have discussed on the pod previously. Bummer. X-Men 28 at number five, cracking into the top tier. Mm-hmm. And honestly, Storm's appearance in Immortal Thor is what I'm going to say bumped that up to number 16, because okay. otherwise it's kind of wandering in the, the lower section of this list. And Uncanny Spider-Man number three, rounding out the top 25 at 24. And that was it for top 25 books. They're mostly in the 20s, 30s, and 40s. Wow. And it's a lot of them, too. Bummer. Yeah. And again, you know, all of that is relative to, okay, did they still sell the same amount of units, but a bunch of other people also bought these other books? Mm -hmm. You don't have that data. They don't tell you. I don't like saying data. You don't have that data. It's data. Okay. For some potato, potato, okay? Data and data are different things. Excuse me? Well, they are. Two different things. Okay. Number one on the list, mm-hmm. one by Spider-Boy, number one, which I hate. What? <laughs> I just, I don't like. Spider-Boy was the number one comic? Of November, yeah. 
Spider-Boy number one. He was introduced in the adjective list Spider-Man by Bendis and has now launched to his own title. Uh, and I just... Okay. I don't want it. No, I mean, I'm not here for it, but uh, apparently there are people who are. The people so are, you know, curiosity. We are not of the majority in this moment. You know, I, I still bought it. I contributed to that number. You did? Spider-Boy number one? Yeah, of course. Spider-Man was in it. Oh, curiosity geez. got me. There's an upcoming title called Spider-Men, and it's Miles and Peter. I'm like, oh, I don't know. Oh, God. No, I don't need it, right? I don't Get need it. Get it. You need it. No, you I have don't. to have it. In the same way you that must. I'm only reading the big highlights of Gang War, there's like three Gang War minis coming out next week. I'm not getting them. Not okay. I'll read it on Unlimited. Get out of here. I do not force your hand. Sometimes. You just encourage your joy. It's true because, you know, it's a light week next week. So maybe I'll, I'll have to distract myself. With something. Something else. You distract me with some stories of personal tales. Personal tales. Um, Blink, blink. We're bad at signing. You what? <laughs> One crutch girl. Oh. <laughs> yeah. I, okay. So... Not much has gone on in my personal life outside from the fact that I have progressed to one crutch. And I have begun the process of weight bearing and walking, which it's huge. Is, is very big, but also very small. So it feels very big because it's like, okay, we're, we're making this step. But it also feels small because I am essentially relearning how to walk in a sense. Like my physicality like knows how to do it but my brain there's like blocks and my body doesn't want to do it so I'm I'm having to like constantly remind myself that like I can put weight on both legs and that I need to do this and but it but I have such a low stamina for that thing like a a low tolerance so if I like the other day I made myself scrambled eggs and that was like and that's what I did today yeah I made myself scrambled eggs and that's huge but also a little bit s small you know like it has its highs and its lows I mean you just got to look at it comparatively to the last three weeks for it's sure for sure not four weeks ago when you could do everything a walking person could do right but a week ago when I was two crutch girl I was getting really good on my crutches and I you know we went to the grocery store and I could walk around the whole grocery store on my crutches if I tried to walk around my whole grocery store right now with one crutch, I would never make it through. Yeah, it would take I would fatigue like before. You three know? and a half hours. Right. So there's, there are, there are steps forward, but also still pausing. But yeah, that's, that's pretty much it. I have been binging <laughs> the One Piece anime, and it brings me entirely too much joy. Binging it. Binging. Like, it has become my passive entertainment for all my activities that I, if I'm washing the dishes, I am watching One Piece with my AirPods in. If I am cooking, same. If I'm stretching and doing yoga stuff, I did that for an hour the other night, just watching One Piece and doing yoga. The greatest hour of my week, I think. And the amount of just... I don't know if anybody else watches the anime, watched the live action, mm -hmm. reads the manga, any of the stories. I have progressed into season two and it was a big thing. Big things have happened. Big things have happened in the story and I can't get enough of it. And I just, I want to know. I love Luffy so much. I just love his silly nature and, and like 
and Zoro and Nami. They're so good. They're so great. Good. Well, I'm glad you're enjoying it. Also, it being December, towards the end of the year, I've started a little year-end reflection, mm. and kind of thinking about the last 12 months and where things have gone, my intentions for 2023, and did they reach? Was I successful in what I aim to do? Mm-hmm. So that's a really interesting time for me that I look forward to every year, and especially when I mentally force myself to start at the beginning of December versus on December 31st. And you're like, oh, shoot, oh, retrospective, yeah. ready, set, go. Plan for the next year. Think about this year. We have a poll. A poll, you say? I say three. More data. More data. Data. <laughs> three comics in the poll. X-Men, Iron Man, Alpha Flight. Who won it? Mm, X-Men? X-Men won it. My gloves Mariah Carey commented, it's like, there's no way it's not X-Men, right? Give me those numbers. Uh, I'm going to say 47%. 65%. Okay. Which is a decent chunk of the vote. But also Iron Man had a good showing. Even Alpha Flight had a good showing. 20% for Iron Man, 15% for Alpha Flight. And mm. I think it just speaks to the fact that all three books were well-rounded, solid stories. Yes, I agree. Here for it. Bruzu33 had a few general thoughts at the top. When the Krakoan era comes to an end, can you both do a full recap of the era <laughs> to bring new readers in? That's a tall ask. Uh, full re I mean. I don't know if that's like a one episode. It's It's been in the back of my mind leading up to the like fall. A, or yeah, like a bullet points of like. Sections. Sections like. Something to think about. Hox pox, Dawn of X. Like what are the, what are the key takeaways? Because there's, there's no way to – so much happens. I, and, and I've talked about something similar, you know, when we're talking about Greg and his interest mm-hmm. in trying to get a full picture because he wants to experience Rothox. It's it's not that. It's just stop. Fothox. Yeah, see, you can't even do it because it's Rot-box. too complicated. Too complicated. It's fun. Hold All right, on. I'm having fun. They go on to appreciate Tony Cap and Doom – their their moments in the fall of X, but hopes that mutants will play the majority role in saving themselves. Mm-hmm. I think that's agreed all around that they have to really be the stars of this next section. But I love the allies that they are assembling yes. in the background. It's great to have the allies, but please do not make them be the ones who save the day because I think this needs to be. You know what I really want, actually, now that I'm saying that out loud is that I think I don't necessarily – I do want mutants to save the day, but I also would like humanity to step up. Well, like, yeah, and, and, and not in the way of orcas. like – Right, not in the way of Iron Man saving them or, or you know, Doom saving them, but in the way of the humanity changing the narrative and, and standing up for what they believe is right. And I think that – I feel like you that know, resonates with the I current saw, narrative as well right, in the world of right. like, hey, uh, I, I saw why are something we hating each other? On the internet the other day, I think it was a TikTok, um, and it was like showing different things. And it was like, you know, you read The Hunger Games and you stood with the resistance. You read Divergent. You stood with the resistance. You read this. You read that. You read, you know, you read all these stories. You watched all these movies and you stood with the resistance and the people being oppressed. And But like in your real life, are you doing that? And like if you connect to that in a narrative, why is it different in the real world? And I just thought that that was so interesting. And I think that would be a very poignant, inspiring 
element in the story if the the change of narrative and the change of perspective and the fighting against this propaganda that is telling you how you should feel about someone you know and a certain small percentage of the population controlling how everyone feels about something if if humanity was to stand up against that would be a huge a huge win i think yeah definitely poignant the word that I was thinking of as well. Mm-hmm. Bruce, who also is curious, do you organize your comics in reading order or by title? Oh, when you organize them. Yes. No, yeah. Right. Which is interesting. It ties to a question. I think it was uh, Taylor a couple weeks ago or so was asking, like, do we have two copies of the books or how do you share? And I said, no, no, no. They're my books. I mean, Whoa. there are books. Whoa. Sure. Yes. In, in a marriage of... <laughs> I say things just to get a reaction from They're me. They're my books. And you know that. Okay, well then you please plan on buying oh just just as an aside, you will need to purchase we will need to purchase There you go. at the comic shop <laughs> that when that Kate and Magic cover comes out, I'm going to need a copy of that to put on my wall. Well, sounds so, like you need to call Rococos and set up a pull box. I think you could just tell Chris you need two copies of that one. So I'm going to buy three copies of this one comic? Why buy three? Trading card cover. Well, then you can put the trading card cover in your archives and I can keep the A cover. You cannot keep the A cover separate from... They are in reading order to answer your question, (laughs) Bruce. They are in reading order in the full... So I have the boxes that I have them organized in. They are BCW black interlocking plastic boxes that stack really great not an ad for bcw but a great box Mm -hmm. to organize them in in those boxes i have they have the the plastic dividers that can section divide the box itself so whenever there is a break so i think there's a plastic divider in between hox pox and the dawn of x Mm -hmm. and one then signaling as you get into ten of swords and ten of swords has its own section because of that and then a new box starts, right? So it is kind of set up to be able to find them a little bit more easily, but only if the the reading order exists in your head like it does for me. But what do you do with something like Invincible Iron Man? Like, Where is that going to go? That is currently unboxed <laughs> because of that exact question. I believe the last handful of issues have been organized with and it's also in complete disarray because so is everything life is a mess right now right so there's just kind of stacks in the basement loosely in order but Mm -hmm. yeah i don't know what i'm going to do with invincible iron man scarlet witch got boxed with Mm. the x-men comics just because what else does she relate to right intrigue iron man from the start has been an x-men book invincible iron man with fey long with Orcus, it feels only right for it to be in the Xbox, mm. but we'll see. You ready to talk about comics? You let's, ready to get into that let's digi Let's get into that digi. Let's talk about X-Men Unlimited, number 116. A little Judas spin. Yeah, continuing Firestar's journey through Orcus. And so Judas, as not generally a guy who's in front of the camera, yet he decided to be there for the demutinization of justice you know, gotta put on a big show gotta bring all the spectators out and tell them who's in charge unfortunately the show didn't go quite the way that he planned because firestar interfered yes in the last issue she 
messed with the power dampening collar and we were left with justice breaking the needle when it tried to go into his skin and then breaking free and able to defend himself and escape yeah Yeah. the firefight that broke out afterwards where orcas agents are just shooting at people through the crowd through the crowd all the reporters all the public no concern right destroying cell phones like because they don't want that proof out there right It's, it's really interesting at the end to see the media, especially the non-bought media, mm-hmm. react to what was just happening. And, right. And that end of stasis that you have lost control of yeah. the narrative. I'm going to need to see you in my office. Yeah. Nimrod's <laughs> going to be there. Yee. You definitely don't want to have a closed-door meeting with Nimrod because it probably means you're not coming out of the meeting. <laughs> no. No, definitely not. Especially with all of the seeded distrust that we've already had. Yeah. Excited to see uh, a little bit of tide turning for Firestar and, and that news uh, station catching her saving people on camera and saying yeah. there's at least one mutant still on our side. And, you know, even though she is representing Orcus, to see the different ways that, you know, her as a representative of Orcus versus Orcus themselves handled the situation. And, you know, hearing Justice say, like, everything you say is a lie and all of this and, and just immediately leaving instead of attacking anybody is is an interesting spin. And now there's people to tell that tale. Right. Well, and I think there's, there's only... And I like how we're showing the early cracks, right? Mm-hmm. The fall of the House of X, rise of the powers and rock pox. Oh, God. That's all happening. That's all coming. But we're building to it. Even the data page later on in X-Men about from Stasis about the upcoming trial, like the the pieces, the media campaign is starting to fall apart in Unlimited and still bringing to a very public head Mm -hmm. around all of their initiatives. Uh, That was really good. I I just love the fact that Firestar is getting this story Mm -hmm. and is doing really interesting things. And I just enjoy it. I, think I agree, yeah. Written by Steve Fox and Steve Orlando. Art by Guillermo Sena. Colorist, Java Tartaglia. Letters, Travis Lanham. This is Travis Lanham. I don't know how many are left. The tre- the three betrayals of Judas is our, is our next, next issue. Yeah, it just says next. It doesn't say to be concluded. So we just keep on going. Keep it, keep it up. Are you ready to talk about those about those <laughs> Canadians? <laughs> Alpha Flights. Alpha Flight number five, the full team headed into action on that cover. Yeah, it's definitely a cover that is indicative of what we're about to see in the, the issue. Sure. Yep. They, they do that. Exactly. They do do they that. They all come in guns Coming in blazing. Hot. Shall we? Page turn noise. Picking right back up where we left off in issue four, Surrounded. Yes, but it's good to know that, like, it's a smaller explosion than we thought. Like, not everybody's dead. Because it looked like from afar that the entire compound had blown up. Complete destruction. But no, it's just, it looks like one of the box sentinels flew into the building. (laughs) It's kind of (laughs) misdirect. Whoops. Whoopsies. Yeah. Uh, But they're firing at it. They're just like, yeah, we hate architecture. But the mutants are freaking out. Of course, yes. Kyle trying to keep everybody... Calm. Yes, and the children who went outside are, are beginning to feel like this is their fault. And, you know, they're, they're I, look what I did. And right, it's like, well, so. yeah, and you Lawrence. did, bud. 
in this moment, we're not going to place blame. Yeah, and... we're just we're just trying to avoid death. So mm-hmm. don't worry. The heroes are coming. Everyone's doing it. You know the the mutant squad. I don't know Alpha Flight mutant. Yeah. Like He's how do you calling refer... them the X Men before? But yeah, the Krakoa North squad. There you go. They're like, yo, we need you. And Alpha Flight's like, all right, change the course. We're headed in. Straight for a title page. Blown cover. Divided We Stand Part 5. Written by Ed Brisson. Art by Scott Godlewski with David Cutler. Colors Matt Miller. Letters Travis Lanham again. This wow, Travis, look Travis at you on multiple Lanham. things back to back on the podcast. BC <laughs> Travis Lanham. The, the cover is by Leonard Kirk and Edgar Delgado. I like this art and especially knowing I think Scott Godlewski is going to be on the Miss Marvel title. Mm, and cool. I just I like the I've always enjoyed the modernized art here and the hard lines and, and it might also just be the the colors too. I really yeah. like Matt Miller's colors. But we get a data page talking about the exit strategy. Just a little coded text message here. You know, encryption, making sure that we are protected as we talk about our grand escape from Earth mm-hmm. to an unknown source. We're going. We're going to the Shi'ar ship. We have a little surprise for you here. Someone's waiting for you. Pop, pop. Is that All right. Sasquatch? Erica is getting annoyed. Well, yeah. I mean, I understand <laughs> why. And also, I'm so glad for Guardian yeah. to step up in response. It's, like, no. This this is what needed to happen. Or right. this book would have been garbage. Disappointing. Yeah. Which it was not at all. Right, I right. thought it was a really great ending. Would have been just blasphemy. Yeah. So the heroes actually do some heroing. Yes. And decide, no, it's time to stand up against the robot tyranny that is the mm-hmm. box sentinels and protect these people. We're yes. going dark on comms. And before we can even get there... Laurent Argent slicing yes. through a box sentinel. So nice to see that they saw what happened and decided I've got to go back. Take responsibility Take for responsibility. my actions because yeah, we we blamed the little kids jokingly at the top, but no, it was Laurent's fault. Right, it's right. the fact that he packed up and walked out and he's the one who opened the door. He he's the one who used his power to make the door open. Uh I was not expecting no. This next response or my emotional response to it that a box sentinel disintegrates Laurent, killing him. I also think that the young operator of the box sentinels did not anticipate that his next move would kill someone either. Because no. Because he, he the, clearly is struggling. The reaction from Roger is one of like, no, that's not what I meant. I was just trying to subdue him. But no, he's roasted to a crisp as John Paul comes in through that box sentinel destroying it. Mm-hmm. I love this this quad of them standing in the lineup ready to kick some butt. Yeah, it's a good it's a good team drop in shot or like they're not dropping in but Just action presentation pose. Yeah. Shot. superhero action pose. We here. Right. The the emotional response. I feel like this page is what makes the action resonate so mm. much. Roger being bothered by what he's just done and erica like hey get in the game do i have to put someone else in charge because i need you to do this right as our alpha flight team shows up and brings the fire yeah we're just taking taking no moments to do anything except destroy the box sentinels and get these people we have to figure out how we're getting the rest of the mutants to safety right well the fact that they are now under alpha flight's protection 
it's time to get out of here. But how do we how do we do that? We can't bring the ship here. It's only going to expose potential dangers to our one ride to Shi'ar space. Well, Heather mm-hmm. revealed as Heather Nemesis, who yes. you know I called months ago. Steps up and says, hey, I, I know I had trouble teleporting four mutants about a half hour ago, but 20 into deep space. I, I can do that. This. I got that. And, and Might Guardian, kill me. Guardian's like, please don't do it. Rightfully I need so. you forever. And she's like, tell our daughter I said I love her. Got to get this done. Yeah, I feel like this was the only bit of character that Heather gets. I find out that they have a child. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for the first know. time. I didn't know. Haven't kept up with Alpha Flight. Sorry. But... I think it's interesting that they actually do get some characterization after after that reveal. The fact that Guardian gets to emote now over the risk that his wife is going to take to do this thing that she feels like is the only way out, Mm. which it might be. Well, one thing that I think is interesting is like, is that he and I'm assuming the daughter would have thought that she was already dead, right? Like, or did they think she was just missing? Yeah, because right, where was your right, wife otherwise? Because later, spoiler alert, she's gonna ask like, "Where's mommy?" Right? So like, how does she know? I don't know that they assumed that she was dead, but like, where else was she? Was she just in a safe house? Right. Was you know? Did Claire have more insight onto what her mom was up to than? Than her dad did. Right. It's possible. Roger's regret. Mm-hmm. Just really living in his head about this. Seeing the images of this person being alive, Laurent, and the end result of his actions. Right. And and Erica's like, uh, take out Heather immediately. I need you to step back like, up. Let's go. And so, you know. Speaking of stepping up, feedback actually joining the book and doing something. Really I like cool. his his de- definition of his name. Like right. they call me feedback because I take whatever you give me and I give it back to you. I am Bishop plus armor equals destruction. <laughs> Blow you up, Box Sentinels. As Heather makes her last move, all aboard, and a pass out. Mm-hmm. That's a that's a great and 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 a connection to other missing Alpha Flight members on the spaceship. The people that are. Our, our secret communicators with Guardian. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know who they are. You don't need to. It's okay. There are other Alpha Flight members, along with Claire, who gets the troubling news of what we see played out over the next few pages. We think that she's going to be fine. She's going to be here, even though they are all captured, placed under arrest by the Box Sentinels. Yes. The other, the mutants seem to... The Krakoa North team went ran. with... The mutants that got teleported. They did? Yes, because you see oh, Aurora yeah. and Fang there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Aurora is the one who talks to Claire and says, you know, she's who asks, she is who Claire asks, where's my mommy? And then our Alpha Flight team is now in custody, yep. arrested by the box sentinels. But there is a really beautiful moment on this next data page. I do like this. And yeah. it really ties together the reasoning for including those letters. I feel like all of this is making me feel things that I did not know I would feel about a character that I only learned about in this series. Yes. Well, I have two I have two feelings, okay? I do think that it is great that Jean Paul was like, Okay, let me let me de- let me let me find these letters, let me deliver them to the family, but I don't think he needed to read them. 
Like, you know, he's like, oh, from these letters, I could really tell that he loved you. Like, read who they're to, well, send them to that person. Yeah. You don't need to read his entire letter to his mother saying, like, his inner turmoil. Yeah. But at the same time, sensitive information getting out, you don't know what he was writing. Right. So I, I hear what you're saying, but at the same time, I would have done the same thing. I just felt very violated for him when I got to the point when he was like, from what's in these letters, I was like, oh, how dare you? Well, hey, I could have just not sent them and then you would have thought your son was a terrorist. And yeah, that's true. Died doing bad mutant things. Yeah. We get the last page address Kind of Ooh. leaving us at a at a question mark yeah, of what's, what's the future for Alpha Flight. What's happening next? And also, Erica, like, here's how it is. We're taking no questions. Yeah. The the chandelier shot of the mutants excitedly finding their new home. Mm. Even truer north on our Krakoan as we see which Alpha Flighters will return in X-Force 47. Ooh. What do you think? I thought it was a nice ending in that it we got we finally got the Alpha Flight team to not be afraid to to stand up and to show their, you know, their actual motives and purpose and and I definitely think the unveiling of Heather as a part of that team was a factor in in the motivation to actually do that and to stand up and to to put their money where their mouth is, so to speak. Just stop being on the sidelines. And I also like that for where we are in the world, it makes sense that this isn't a clean, put a bow on it ending, that there are these things that could still be at play. We have the mutants in space. Where's that going to go for them? We have the Alpha Flight team being in prison. So, like, where's that going to go for them? And also we have the idea that Roger is not fully on board. So we're seeing the kind of cracks, like as you mentioned in the um, Infinity comic, like the little cracks in the system. And even though they you know, don't work directly with Orcus. They are still associated with Orcus and the ideas of Orcus. So seeing that sort of start to unravel in these small ways, I think is a nice step forward in our Fall of X story. Yeah, definitely. This title honestly surprised me. Mm. There was a point through the run where it felt redundant to the stories happening in other books. You got knockoff Sentinels fighting with lesser known mutant heroes mm -hmm. and you know, Canada's Avengers. It's definitely what it was but it made me actually invest in some of these characters that i don't know as much of as i do the mainline x-men more feedback like i want more of him yeah how dare you make me care about laurent because <laughs> that that should not have impacted me as much as it did this no, it was definitely sad this feels both completely set up for another story and also able to let that happen whenever you want the Canadian heroes are either in jail or deep in Shi'ar space, and our mutants may head to other books by that tease. So everything could be immediately followed up on or followed up on in a couple months from now, in a right. year from now. And mm -hmm. you could do whatever you want. I think there's a lot of energy around this. A lot of people responding in the comments that this was great and surprising and really enjoyed, excited about what could be next. Solid ending to a middle-of-the-pack series in the line that made me think about these characters. Yeah, I would agree. Vitorino asking what many of us wonder. Do we know of any future solicits that involve this team? 
where do we go from here? Honestly, what a bummer of an ending. Poignant, but ugh. Mm. Yeah, right? Like, the, that's how it should feel. Like, yes. This isn't the, this is the start of the comeback. Right. This is still, for the majority of the fall of X, still falling down further. Right, right. You know, the Hellfire Gala was only one night. And then the X months later that followed, uh, we don't have a clear next step solicitation. But I think what we were just talking about, we have some opportunity to do whatever we want with going forward. Yeah, I think that the majority of the endings of these stories as we wrap up this phase are going to be a lot of Wasn't negative it? or down endings because they need to then inspire the next stories to be triumphant, right? Like right. they that's that's we're still losing. Like we're still in the Hellfire Gala phase of we're still losing. Yeah. Ashkan 91 with similar questions. What happens next and how did Heather become Nemesis? And the second part is an interesting question that we don't have a lot of info on. I'd assume that it was just her finding the sword and going undercover, having this feeling of responsibility towards people that she knows and cares about and, and duty to country and all that. Mm -hmm. But that would be a cool post-series integration set up for what's next. Maybe a part of like her hearing or trial of mm -hmm. details as to why she came as they uncover new information. But yeah, we don't know what's next for these characters. Future Dog Walker thought Alpha Flight really stuck the landing. Great introduction to non-X characters. Mm. Would agree if you didn't know about Alpha Flight. Kind of, uh, they originated in Uncanny X-Men back in the day. With Wolverine, right? Uh, so they, yes, they had their ties to Department H and with Wolverine. And then as the full team, Guardian, you know, James having the tie and Heather having the tie to Logan as a character. Even... Nightcrawler finding out Logan's real name in that exchange, which mm. I think is a, a really interesting tie. Also, in this story, in this particular issue, did Snowburn turn into a Yeti? Oh, a Wendigo, it looked like, ah, yeah. yeah. A very Canadian... I think that that's the extent of her powers, is that she can become these wintry creatures right. of the Canadian North. And a Wendigo definitely is a, a white Canadian North creature. Mm-hmm. Blanchina, on a similar note, although Alpha Flight wasn't groundbreaking or anything, it really got me in the feels. From seeing my girl Mariana at the end to surprisingly everything with Laurent, it went from, like, you dummy, you just got everyone killed to, oh my god, they actually killed Laurent. Yeah. And that letter to his mom had me tearing up. Absolutely. Yeah. Michael's interested in how these characters pick up in X-Force. So the characters that we are teased with, the ones that made prominence in X-Factor and then now through some of the Marauders and then now back here. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it seems like we're, they're not going anywhere. Right. But these three, now that Heather is captured, these three likely should still continue in this narrative. We get the full Wolverine clan building up as Laura and Logan are in X-Force. All the Wolverines, all the Wolverines. And I agree, Michael, I wanted more Chandelar as well. Where's Gabby? Sure, where's Gabby too? Yeah, <laughs> big questions. Rodro thought it was one of the more satisfying endings of the Fall of X minis. And I agree, I really liked the ending and it made it feel complete. It made mm -hmm. it feel complete, but also teased as yes. to you could do something else. Right. End of the story, but not end of the series, you know? Right, not end of, end of this chapter. Right. Right. Invincible Iron Man. It's ready. We're it's ready. Time. Talking about space. I've been thinking a lot about how I need to come up with an alternative 
alternative title for this book, you know, the way that Children of the Vault was really the adventures of Cable and Bishop, because this isn't this is an Emma Frost and Iron Man book. I mean, I think it's ironic the way that the Iron Man title seems to be in diamond form. Well, it's it's a little bit more like techno organic form. I don't know. It just the colorization of it as well Mm -hmm. makes it feel more Emma Frost. But yes. Uh, I think I think it's Maddie MKM that explicitly calls it the Invincible Emma Frost because that's what it's all about. Right. That's what we're here for. Right. As we honeymoon in space. Dun, dun, dun. Page turn noise. Recruiting the scrolls. Mm-hmm. Bringing in a reason, a, a cover story for how we're going to go off and do what we need to do. Yes. I love We're going the- to space to get Mysterium. These scrolls are going to take our place. Yeah, watch the ears, non-union Stark. That's <laughs> <laughs> so funny. And just how well they have read these two people. Yes. And they're able to impersonate them. Yes. As we bring in Star Fox, who I didn't, I don't know, I, I didn't need to see again after uh, Judgment Day. Uh, Eros. It's fine, though. He's here, you know? He sure. doesn't really seem to be needed either in this plot, but no. he was needed for the scrolls, and that's... He brought in the scrolls. He apparently brought robots later on. Right. And we are brought to a title page. It's a title page. The Invincible Iron Man. The Mysterium Marauders, which I love as yeah, a title. Let's go. Come on, Jerry. Written by Jerry Duggan. Art by Juan for Jerry. Colors Brian Valenza. Letters Joe Caramagna. BC Joker, <laughs> and a pause for that one. Covered by Kale. You. Sorry, I was just thinking about how there's a line in this next page where he says, "As I was sneaking off the planet in one direction, and in my mind when I read that, I said in one direction, aka the band that Harry Styles was in, aka the person who plays Star Fox in the movies." And I was like, is that intentional, Jerry? I don't. Did you put One Direction in there? I like hope a not. little joke. I don't think it's so. All I thought about the moment I read it, I was like, One Direction? Harry Styles? Great. <laughs> Riri going in the opposite direction mm-hmm. and infiltrating Orcus, the Mandarin rings against Tony's advisement. Right. Using those powers, stealing the ship and heading off into space. Yes, and she's got it, and she's confident, and she's on her way to the next rendezvous point. As our hero squad heads to Game World, bringing it back. I like that Hazel is wearing a full Emma Frost outfit. Right. But yet, she's still wearing a wig. Right. Or disguising her, because she has to be wearing a wig. If anybody sees her, right? Right. She can look as much as Emma Frost as she wants outside of the glasses and wig but that is the hazel kendall you know um pj messaged me gave me some ideas about how i could easily pull off a hazel kendall because i happen to have about that length brown hair i do have brown clip and bangs and i you know do have many emma frost outfits though i do also have clothes i could pass as hazel kendall that's great it's funny because it makes me think of the, the tragedy of 
your love for obscure as all get mm-hmm. out cosplays, but also the heartbreak you feel when nobody knows who you're cosplaying. Right, 100%. So, this would be sheerly a is... internet thing that would just go <laughs> for like six people to like, sure. you know? great. And I'd have to be okay with that. Yep, yeah, 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 yeah. Star Fox is having some uh, performance issues trying to talk his way into Emma Frost's heart. She is a married woman. She's a married woman. It's legitimate marriage. It is a real relationship. Mm-hmm. I'm looking for some kind of reaction. <laughs> You're trying to get a reaction out of me? Yeah, sure. Uh, I, uh, no. I do love <laughs> the definition of Emma saying it. I am a sapiosexual. I had to Google that because mm-hmm. I can't just, you know, like, yeah, okay. I, like, I was just like, okay, whatever. I don't know what that means. I, what did I, I asked you and you said, well, I, I don't like, know, I like sapien humans. like humans? Yeah. Intelligence, she finds t- intelligence sexy as we find a heist already in progress. What? Someone else is trying to steal the mysterious? This precious metal kept deep in space that apparently everyone knows its whereabouts. The guards facing off with a team of pirates as the heroes kind of take a little step back and say, well, let's let's let them tear each other apart as I work my way into their minds. Mm-hmm. Because though I do not appear as Emma Frost here, I can use my powers. Yeah, Orcus isn't out here. They might have contacts that would report back, but especially down here, it's time to get full diamond. That's not what she says. It's time to get hard. Mm-hmm. Yeah, huh? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, think, I think Jerry made a similar joke around the honeymoon. Uh, it's time to get hard in the Iron Man costume, yes, yes, too. Yes, something like that as well, yes. You know, it's... Fine. <laughs> I like the uh, yeah. This the, is great. The combo moves we've got going here. I always love a great combo move. This makes me think of Marvel Ultimate Alliance and the ways that hero powers can play off of each other. To you know, like the shooting at Cap's shield and having it bounce everywhere. Emma doing her dance, kind of taking a note from Spiral here. Dance, dance, dance as. <laughs> The rockets shoot everywhere. The use of the fingers to direct Iron Man's blasts all over the room and knock out literally everyone. But wait, Star Fox is here as a pregnant lady. <laughs> a completely useless distraction. Thanks, Eros. <laughs> Get some robots. Let's load some Mysterium. There's so much Mysterium here. There is so much Mysterium, and most of it's not going with them. Most of it's going to our friend Forge. And Riri, yeah, right. before we even know about Forge. Riri and the... Oh, it says right here, only myself, Ironheart, and Forge would walk away. So we know, Forge. Right, but this Mysterium is not intentionally going to Forge, is what I'm saying. This is going to Riri, who is recruiting the Dwarven Forger, like the Itri, mm-hmm. I believe is his name, and Forge, in the next couple pages, finds his way into that narrative. Oh, I, I just assumed that... Because Tony in these boxes is writing it from the future right, right. as his memoir. But I just assumed that because Forge is connected with the team that was like underground, that he was in He's this not. network. He is completely, he has been off because he went out through a gate and was trapped in space. That right. was like a one page recap in an X-Men issue that we have no idea where Forge is and he couldn't get back through the gates. Apparently he's just been noodling on this sextant. Mm-hmm. That we find him in later on. Well. Time to catch up with the scrolls. Right. Let's see what the scrolls have done while we were gone. And dag nabbit, they got to go have fun and ice skate. They're a better couple than we are. 
look at them go making kissing and making the paper you know that's just what it's all about front page no come on the daily bugle what is news i do like this little little tender moment the hand kiss we're going to win yes and (sighs) how does it make you feel i don't want to talk about it well we have questions about it so we'll get there later as they then deliver on that same thing wow emma and tony hazel and tony ice skating two nights in a row like what is this get a different date right and then but then it's nice that they're like i'm having it tony's like i'm having a good time now because i know i'm gonna have a crappy time going forward dark days are ahead riri lucking into a little meeting in space Mm -hmm. i love these pages of forge (laughs) and just like it is completely textbook forge yeah i made this thing i don't know how it works that's how my mutant power is i do i just make stuff i'm forge from the x-men i don't understand you don't know who the x-men are well we're just (laughs) yeah i dated storm you know storm (laughs) i can tell your suit is homemade first of all right it's not homemade in the same way that this trash spaceship is right second of all tell me more about storm yeah and i also like forge being like you know you might want to be careful with your orcus symbols because i was about to just blow you up right right as you should right this is just uh, such a ridiculous meeting as then this giant space beast comes out of nowhere to Yes. Retrieve the Mandarin ring that is on Ironheart's hand that Forge has no idea about. Right. And and she kind of is like, Ooh, well, yeah, I do kind of have one of those. Yeah, and, actually 10 of them. <laughs> and this is the moment when I went, oh, yeah, this is not an X book. And I don't know what the heck is happening here. And I don't want to follow this story. I don't need like another thing. Right. I don't need know? Ironheart's story but and, and why time, she has the Mandarin rings. Right. Or like, but at the same time, means. you know, it's good. It's it's juicy. It's epic. Sure. But right. It's, it was it's, the realization of like, oh yeah, this isn't an X book. This is a capital M Marvel book. Yes. Not a lowercase M mutant book. Yes. Next, that cover, big brain energy. What do you think? Big brain energy. The hammer falls. <clears throat> I I mean, I I love it. I enjoy the story. I like seeing the the progression of their plan come into action. You know, we're seeing all these little side things. And in this moment, you know, we are feeling an up. We're feeling a victory. We're feeling that the side mission is being done successfully and it gives us a glimmer of hope of yeah. what is to come in the story. Because like I said earlier, like, yeah, we're still losing. Like the X-Men are still losing things and or the mutants are still losing there's still the unknown of where all those mutants still you know winning on top but we have these little successful tiny victories that are leading us towards something more yeah yeah i think there's just so much to love about this story i 100 count it as a necessary read to bridge the gap from hellfire gala to fatox rockpox Ew, stop saying it. But Jordan had asked the other day, like, what do I need to read to get from the Hellfire Gala to the comeback story? Mm. And I, I picked out this Iron Man picking up right after the Hellfire Gala closes, mm-hmm. X-Men being almost in, entirely necessary yes. for the building X-Men forces, and Immortal X-Men to, being, to be the council story that will li- largely 
bring back the mutant people to their former glory. Yeah, I would agree. Those are good choices. There's some obviously other stories that, that feed into it. but Ms. Marvel. Sure, yeah. But I, I don't know that that's necessary to understand the comeback. Right. Or even Jean Grey bringing her story back in, Cable and Bishop doing whatever they're right, doing. Right, and, right. Definitely don't need to read Iceman. Sure. It has absolutely <laughs> nothing to do with the return. Uh, th this close narrative of Tony and Emma, how they're the center of a gradually expanding team in the world that is steering towards this overall plot. It's crazy that an Iron Man book is consistently a fantastic X-Men book. Mm -hmm. But I think that's part of the synergy design of what comes next as it seems as though the mutants are going to be more broadly interconnected mm -hmm. with the Marvel Universe. The several space developments and how it moves forward to the quote-unquote war that Tony is afraid of. He's right. clearly writing this from the other side, so we know it's a positive end, but it is a dark period dark that we are ending, entering. Dark yes. times. Uh, it doesn't make me want to read it any less because I want to find out what happens. Mm-hmm. And Friedrich and I go back and forth about how much we are surprised to love Iron Man this much. Mm. The amount of just throwing everything back at us through these books is fantastic. The fact game World's coming back. All, all the seeds that Jerry had developed over his time in the Krakoan era. Mm -hmm. Even the use of the Mysterium Marauders, the name Marauders. And, right. and that as a connotation to Emma Frost, I think was really interesting. Vaderino with the math, Emma plus lasers is a match made in heaven. <laughs> I know this is supposed to be a Stark book, but it's not when I read it. And little music emojis, get it, get it, Emma, Emma. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, she's undercover. Right, right, so she right. She can't have her name on the cover of the book. Orcus reads solicitations. They yeah, find they her. know. JP DiNomasso saying what's in all of our hearts, I think Emma and Tony are finally starting to like each other more than just a partnership. Pauses yes. and looks for reaction. They are. Okay, <laughs> here's the thing, okay? I'm upset because I am not now allowed to just enjoy the book and let myself feel things for the two of them liking each other because I have to have this place of like, I don't like Tony You and don't Emma. have to. You don't have, you, yeah, can but, be, but, you can be swayed. But you are looking at me like you have to have a reaction. And now like any reaction I have is either like going to feel like I told you so or. <laughs> I love my impression. You terrible, you evil, terrible, heartless person. How could you not? All right. Well, which one is it then? <laughs> War Lion agrees. Iron Man is good. Loved Emma and Tony having a moment that's not tragic or professional and Emma showing vulnerability. You know what? No, I'm going to say this. I said, I said months ago, I said, if they fall in love, I won't be mad at it. But if they pretend that they were actually in love in the beginning, that that's bananas and stupid. And not true. And I said months ago that the love was already starting and that it is now in full swing. We'll I wouldn't see. say it's in full swing. I say that Tony is smitten with Emma and Emma is starting to be swayed. And maybe I am that same way. Yay! Oh, ugh. Ro enjoying Iron Man's story unfolding and his dynamic with Emma. And I feel like that's what we're talking about, right? It's the, the way that they play off of each other. That's really bringing a lot of joy to the anger in your face right now. Oh, it's so great. Coyote Man. No, stop. I'm not out. angry that they're falling in love. I'm angry that I'm not allowed to feel about it. You are allowed. And the people want to know how you feel about it. 
The people also are me. I want to know how you feel about it. I you're freaking very, like it, okay? Great. I like that you like it. I like that I'm vindicated. Oh, it's not about you. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. Coyote Man calling out that cover. Who designed Emma's spacesuit? Because I feel like it was her idea. Probably. <laughs> Emma does, um, Jumbo designs all of Emma's clothes regardless. It's, it's true. I mean, he's probably still in the resistance making costumes, but the spacesuit is ridiculous the way that it just has the break in her. She's not even wearing it in the actual issue. Right. It's just in the cover. Yeah. But it's awesome. Maddie MKM with the truth. Why isn't it called The Invincible Emma Frost? Because that's why we're all reading it. Mm-hmm. It's true. Get down wondering if we are still seeing Eitri now that Ironheart ran into Forge. So that's who she was going to meet was the the ability to forge the Mysterium oh, Metal. Oh, sure that they will. Yes. Yeah, right. I, I can imagine that Forge can do something with all this and, and even that note about them being the only ones with the knowledge to forge Mysterium in this way. Which also begs the question of like, what are all the other people doing with it? Maybe those the only people on Earth that know how to forge it? Hmm. Questions. Doggy paddling voicing an economic concern. Mm. If they make the fleet out of Mysterium, won't that devalue the metal to worthlessness? And I'm not sure because I think that the metal still has its value as a strong property, mm-hmm. right? It's still useful out in it's space. like vibranium. Essentially, yeah. It, it can be malleable it is light all the things that were established with it in sword six as they pitched it out as kind of the what comes next the next level of the krakoan offering Mm -hmm. i still think that that has its value as a tool and a resource and especially i don't know what will happen to the fleet afterwards Mm. right Uh, i don't think that devalues them in the marketplace because it's being utilized but it also takes away the reserves from game world right where is the bank of it i think that they everyone at that meeting that intergalactic space council meeting got a decent amount to essentially establish it as a currency which doom advised against initially this is not something that should be used as common coin right this is actually an anti-magic metal that you have now brought into the world in a different way which is very interesting but we shall see we shall. Bruce 33 wants to know what I want to know. Is Alicia on board with the Emma-Tony relationship yet? I think that we've answered that question. Three question marks. Yes. She's so upset. I have nothing else to say. I'm on board with it. Okay? It's cute. It's slowly happening. They care for each other. Okay, trauma bonding. She's attracted to intelligence. Awesome. When are we cosplaying Tony? Never. No, we can't. We can. Oh, all right. Well, I guess it's time for the other Jerry book. The other Jerry book. Couple of Jerry's. X Men twenty nine. Josh on the cover. Yeah, Josh throughout the book, killing it. Love this. The long-awaited and teased roster of Doom's X-Men. Mm-hmm. Whew. Love this cover. Yeah, I do too. The colors too. Like the yeah. the, the tone of green in the background that like has this embodiment of Doom sort of surrounding the whole thing. Yeah. It's I believe good. this is Guru EFX on the cover. Marte Gracia on the interior. 
All right, well, let's get into it. Page turn noise. Throwing it back to the start. <laughs> I like this. I did. Okay. I liked that it gave us this idea that Doom was sort of coming from a different place from forever. From the start. I'm a little bit like, really? Doom has his own cerebro that he can tap into and he can he can stop Xavier I mean, from... Doom is a big brain. He is an inventor. He has the resources of his country, his kingdom, and the mental abilities of the people within it. Tyrant, dictator, who knows? Right. But yes, it is kind of ridiculous. Is he just hanging out in this suit at all times waiting for this message from Professor X? Or he heard Charles and then grabbed it real quick and was like, hey, bro, chill out. Right. But it does bring me some of my favorite dialogue of all time right which is charles saying it's doom moira saying ugh and magneto saying block him and move on yes yes the exchange is ridiculous the seeding the fact that these five mutants have always been here as part of the development i feel it really also gives some of the motivation for doom's response in mm-hmm. the fantastic four x-men miniseries back at the start mm-hmm. it's an interesting kind of one and done capture of this as a story to then seed the world with these mutants and this ability to respond mm-hmm. which takes us to our title page welcome to latveria house of doom which is a great title written by jerry duggan art by joshua Casara, colors marta gracia letters clayton coles vcs clayton coles josh and guru efx on the cover mm-hmm I have the trading card variant of Wolverine in his kind of pinup pose. We were just talking about it the other day and how he looks like he's smelling his armpits on his way in to a drop. (laughs) Yeah. The data page of Doom's Daggers. The seven mutants, we only see five of them, Mm -hmm. two of them redacted. And a little bit of information about their powers and where they come from. So, Nerium? Nerium, yep. Nerium is the one with multiple arms. She's the, yeah. She's my favorite. I think so, too. Visually. Visually and character-wise. But, like, since I saw the first cover, the first images that Josh shared of, like, the X-Men that he designed, I was like, that's the one. Like, if I was to cosplay one of these. Volta was the early favorite, but in in the book- in the book, Nerium was the standout in my mind. Yeah. And she's the she's the one that Doom has questions about. Yeah. Do which, I trust her? Which is a great seed for the potential of some narrative conflict between them. Mm-hmm. This progress page, I love. This is one of the preview pages. We see kind of the ragtag mutants that he finds, recruits, saves potentially. Saves them, trains them. Trains them, gives them matching uniforms. This kind of the X-Men training suit type vibes as they're in month one, but then they get their individuality in year one, Mm -hmm. especially our our big three that fight in the field. And the biggest biggest thing that that Doom has been telling them is that the mutants are going to come for you. The X-Men are going to come for you to kidnap you. To kidnap you, to quote-unquote save you because we think that you need to be saved. I think that it's an interesting narrative and the way that 
it's basically what the X-Men are saying that we think that, okay, you're mutants, you're here, you need to be a part of us, we need you. Mm-hmm. And the narrative that Doom says, I, I love how he is their hero. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a little conflicting because, okay, is he actually operating with the best intentions or is he using this as a play to get into the mutant conversation? Right. But, but also, Doom, I have questions for you, okay? Where did you get a Vision, a Spider-Man, a Thor, and a Magneto costume? Oh, come on. And an Iron Man Oh, costume. all over the place. Where did you get those? Because you're practice, using them for target practice. You know, you could just make those. You could make those. Mm, I guess you could make versions of them. And is, is that Iron Man costume bleeding in the third panel on that page? No, I think that's... Oh, yeah. Or, or it's the metal having melted from mm. the ray that he's shooting yes. them with. Something. Yeah. But we get the delivery on that promise from Doom that they are here. Remember what I told you, that this is what they want to take you from your homeland. Mm-hmm. We get Volta V Wolverine. Yeah, the vibranium staff. Kamala trying to give you the, the science warning is... She's like, uh, I thought that everybody's characterization was spot on mm. in this issue. Doom, especially. Wolverine, just, hey, I'm here to fight and to eat. And Kamala being the, hey, I'm, we're not here to fight. Right. We hey, want hey, to hey, be able to talk this out. Have a conversation. or And Kate, she's so angsty. Angsty, angry, ready to move forward. It, it just, we only get a, a little bit of a battle, right? This fight between the two, uh, the two sides, right? A couple pages, not as much as I was expecting based on the cover, and I think that that was a, a bit of a disappointment to some. But we do get individual character backstory pages for each of the three new mm-hmm. mutants first introduced here, because the two others that are off the sides, the, the dreams person, what are their names? The two that we don't know, they're well, the dreamer and Iron Cloak. Right, the twins. The twins. Those are the ones that are still in their training uniforms off to the side. They first appeared in that miniseries, Fantastic Four, X-Men. But there are two more. Two more off page, yeah. But this uncontrollable power that Doom helps, his his compassion that Volta talks about. Channel it through the staff, baby. And the way that she's able to do that to Kate. Oof. As Kamala sneaks in and takes the staff from her, basically eliminating her ability to use it. Mm-hmm. Wolverine versus Slag stabbing into the back. He's going to find out why that's not a good thing. As we get our little flashback story for Slag, this prison work release ability to be on the team with also some some mind games set up. The fact that he could have broken out of this prison at any point and that right. was part of it. Needed you to overcome that mental blockade. I also really like the colorization of these pages. Like the flashbacks, they're very toned to the particular mutant that we're learning about. Should we jump in? Should we be in reinforcements? No. Nerium has this, the Latvarian pride over mutant connection Mm -hmm. that she has, that we are of Latveria. I am the spirit of this land. I'm just, sorry, are you the Krakoa of Latveria? Because Basically, uh, or at least yeah. like the Doug Krakoa merge. Right. And she was in a freak show. She was in a freak show, yeah, and saved by doom. I don't know if this was like, 
kind of set up by Doom. This to me, it, it gave me, whether or not it was intentional, like a nod to the Wastelanders podcasts because there is that one where like there oh, is yeah. this circus the circus that is run. And yeah. yeah. Honestly, this, this guy, the circus guy gives me James Jasper's oh, yeah. vibes. Yeah. Just the mustache and For sure. Carnival Barker. I do love Josh's art. Like I've missed yeah. really digging into it like this. Yeah. We're here to save you. We're here to release you, to liberate these mutants. We are free. Like we're here because this is our home. This is our country and we're here to fight for it. The thing that I really like about this moment is that, and this little fight, because you said like, oh, you know, it wasn't that big of a fight. And I think that like, what I like is that we have Kamala excluded. We have these mutants who are just rage first, right? Like right now, Catherine is very rage first. Mm-hmm. Wolverine is like slash him up, ask questions later. Yep. And Doom's been like preparing these mutants for the fact that if any mutants come, they're here to kidnap you and take you away. And so they're it's like they're having this conversation of like, are you okay? <laughs> like, yeah, I'm fine. I'm fine. Stop attacking my home. Okay. All right. I just want to make sure you are okay. We're and not they, fine. We need you. It's like a, like a nice conversation, but they're just yelling Shouting, the yeah. whole time. And then at the end, Wolverine yells and he's like, fine, then we'll go home. And Doom is like, no, you no, no, will no, no, come no. to dinner first. You will come to dinner. That is textbook doom. <laughs> we will share a meal. I know about Miss Marvel being Muslim. I, I think prepared that was so meal great. specifically for her. Halal. Yes. I love that he's like, she's like, doom knows who I am. It's, I don't know how to feel about that. <laughs> That's such a Kamala response. Yes, I love Kamala. And, and the Wolverine, like, no, I, I need this food. I need these calories. Right. They took this out of me slag yeah no that was a great fight yeah <laughs> just i love the bonding over yes. yeah we really tore into each other there i haven't had a good romp around like that in a while yeah so i i just i do like how doom is written here to have had the foresight the the forethought of all of the things falling into place the fact that charles wouldn't be mm-hmm. able to hide what he had built that he would reach out to everybody he would intercept that message Doom would intercept that message and Kate like okay so Mr. Smarter Pants what comes next what do we have right. to fight next what what do we do now Mr. Destiny Doom I'm not ready to share that knowledge yet but you might have help if you need it this is the read on Xavier continuing waiting for the more interesting person to emerge. Right, but I'm a little bit like Doom, how do you know all of this? Like all of this can I guess be like calculated in statistics and like probability but also like what are you hiding well it's interesting because Magneto had a similar read on Xavier and what Mm -hmm. would happen to him in the future that he would not be strong enough like he's too much of an idealist to be the iron fist that rules the country that needs that is needed in the times of struggle I think it's a combination of being too much of an idealist and also being too much of a control freak because when he is in a situation where if he were to like look to someone else and say what do I do you know he would potentially gain wisdom from that but he feels this like and it's it's I don't know if control freak is the right word it's just like my negative spin on it but it's this idea that like he he must be the one with the answer yeah well I mean he it's his island nation that was built by 
him and Magneto and right, Mother right. Shore. Um, and I'm saying that like I, I'm what I'm trying to say is I'm not necessarily just trying to be negative towards him. I'm I saying I he feels this weight Burden. of responsibility that he has to be the one with the answer, and yeah. instead of reaching out for help, he will be the demise, and that's it's essentially same thing what Doom and Magneto were seeing. And Doug. Doug mm-hmm. called him out on it in Immortal X-Men about how, you know, like, you can't be the one to save us from this. You don't need to be the hero here. We need to be able to stand up for ourselves as a mutant people. The professor can't always save us. And all that's to say, you could call for asylum here. Or when you need us, when you're going to take down Orcus in one fell swoop, the House of Doom will respond. Which I think is an interesting way as they debrief on the way back. You know, this was all just pomp and circumstance to say, we will be here if you ask the right way. Right. We will not stand by as the mutants get slaughtered because Orcus will come for Doom next. Right. Not and like, next, but like in that line of... We don't need your saving, but right. we're on your side. Right. Which I think is a really Doom response. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not here to... To be saved by you, but I am here to lend a hand if you'll bend to the knee. Right. So they head back to New York. Where they find a torn up lab. And lots of, lots of, lots of blood. Lots of blood. Sink and Talon are missing. Find out where they go in X-Men 30. But first, fall of the House of X, number one. And this data page teasing that up. Cyclops' trial and Orcus's plans. Oh, man. Fall of the House of X is our Krakoan that I was able to read. Without even using a cipher. Love when that happens. Fear for my sanity when that happens. No, it's just your understanding a new language that you've been, you know. Playing with for three years. Working with for years, yeah. yeah. What'd you think? I mean, come on. <laughs> sure. Right. Do I have to say? I loved it. I think that the the mutants are cool like the newer mutants i'm i'm interested in them and and their uh their backstories i liked that we got some of that i like that we they all have different sort of personalities and that they relate to the other mutants you know like think about it thinking about their conversation and their connection with the krakoan mutants and how they're like all right yeah yeah, and I just think Doom is such an interesting character. You know, I, I have only experienced him here and there, but the majority of what I've experienced him is in this, like, odd relationship with mutants, right? Like when he had dinner with Storm. Yep. And it's like this, like, I am my own, and I, but I respect, you know, like, to a degree. Right, right. I respect you as a lesser, higher entity. Yes, but I don't know. I feel like he and Storm, and especially like, like Storm, is a very interesting example. And uh, the notes that he gave uh, that, that issue specifically on on her recent marriage, and and you are not meant to be a queen on the sidelines. Like mm-hmm. you are a leader, and, and like Doom flirting is beneath you. <laughs> right, <laughs> Just, right. But at the same point, like he's like, you are a leader who should be by my side. You know, sure, like right, like. Yeah, or we on your own. We can do greatness right. sure. together. It's right. this kind of general vibe. And yeah. like, I will be doing the greatness. Would you like to do it alongside me? Yeah. For me? With me? But it's my greatness. You know, like, if he, if, let's say it gets to the point, like, Doom's mutants step up and they help in the takedown of Orcus, Doom will fully take credit for, oh, like, sure. Doom took down Orcus. In the same way that Orcus took credit for taking right. down the Eternals, right? right? Yeah. Uh, it's, it's the book of the week, and I think it rightly deserves that title. It was not 
what I was expecting, a kind of shortened battle and a more of a political play, which, to be fair, is right up Doom's Alley. I mm-hmm. thought character-wise, this was solid all around. I really liked that reveal, the less of a retcon, more of a this has been happening in the background makes me wonder what Namor has been up to since the initial outreach. What mm-hmm. did he plan for? And I feel like that could be a cool way to flesh that out and bring him back into the story. Because I feel like he needs to be in the story. Yeah, I would we'll agree see. with that. I love the Latvian mutants. Their dedication to Doom, who in their eye is a freaking hero. Not far off when considering his actions for their well-being, but also very far off from our understanding of Doom. The tease at the end was great, even if it was short. It's a bottle episode with a hook for next time. You know? Honestly, between this one-and-done issue of X-Men and the pieces coming together in the previews and with Iron Man, it feels like Jerry is flexing his master planner skills, setting the dominoes up to knock everything down in the big finale that will come. Mm, I agree. I'm, I'm excited to see what happens next and where these characters go. And I also want to hold on to hope for the fact that these three mutants and whoever we are not yet seeing you know like these dooms mutants that are being introduced in the fall like i'd like them to to stick around after yeah i would be really disappointed if then they just sort of fell off because i i would imagine that you don't spend this much energy and hype to bring in these new this is a development in doom story Mm -hmm. which is a story that lives beyond the kirkoan narrative right uh, we actually have a question about that. Galetta Grafico saying Doom's mutants would be awesome, but we know that they will disappear with the new run. We don't. Right. I mean, someone who has Doom's story next in Fantastic Four, in a Doom series, well, could bring them back, could bring these, another writer in X-Men, could bring these mutants out of Latveria, especially uh, the ones that are right. not yeah, that's held what to, right? That's what I'm thinking is like, there is one in particular who is already thought by Doom to maybe leave, Near you know, him, right? and, and so maybe they don't stick around as we'll Doom's mutants. Right. Maybe there's a Latvian mutant outposts because, Could. you know, it seems like the the aftermath of this is no longer going to be one sovereign nation of mutants, but mutants all over. So right. maybe Latveria is a place where mutants reside. Could be. And Friedrich pointing out Doom cleaning his faceplate with his little napkin in one of the panels, which <laughs> yeah. I thought was just adorable. Just a little dab with yeah. his napkin. Beto Reno asking, have you ever received such a beat down that the proprietor, that the perpetrator made you dinner right afterwards? <laughs> <laughs> which is kind of funny because it's basically the X-Men's way in Jerry's run where right, big fights and then, and then we share a meal. Which <laughs> <laughs> It's... Doom's been reading X-Men. Yeah. I also feel like, you know, Doom's been preparing these guys for a fight, and it's almost like his, like, gladiators of sorts. Yeah. He's like, okay, let me reward you all for entertaining me with your fight by feeding you a feast that I have prepared for you. By letting this play out exactly as I predicted mm-hmm. it would, because I've predicted everything that would happen. Yes. JP Didomaso asking a big picture question, but I feel like it's teed up here with what Doom says throughout. Do we think we'll get a big endgame battle between Orcus and the X-Men and their allies? Mm. And I hope so. Oh, interesting. You don't think so? I mean, I feel like that's the fleet. That's the retrieving of the mutants who are in the white hot room. That's the shoring up allies with the Avengers, with Doom, with everybody else. That there would be some kind of all out battle. Yeah, I guess you're right. I think I just have been thinking of these all as like small things that are 
but I guess they're all at, they could all add up to what the result of that big battle is. Right, the big resistance coming together. Warline thought it was better than he expected. The Doom characterization was good, and he loved the twist on Doom's mutants being there by choice, which I thought was an interesting note of them really having that pride for Latveria and appreciation to the compassion of Doom. Jai Rivero loves Doom's X-Men, but wishes they had been introduced before now. Seems empty. Hmm. Which I think, you know, I had seen some reactions online of, it just seems kind of like thrown in, especially with Galetta Grafico's fear of, do they just disappear right, after they, this? Yeah. Right? It's interesting. It's it's definitely Jerry being able to write something into the larger picture that's been here all along. And I appreciate that as an idea. Would have been cooler to see them kind of like slow built up versus the one and done. But I kept on getting the feeling of this this one and done add to the world. Very Hickman. Very, mm-hmm. you know, like Hickman's X-Men run of I'm just going to take this one thing and say it's been a part of this all along. Right. And where would you be built? Like in what title sure, would you right. be building up Doom's X-Men? Right. So I hear you. But I also know that there's been nods to them for a while, right? Like when we were taught, when we interviewed Jerry... Didn't he say, like, I'm going to get to write, like, one of my favorite villains? And wasn't he talking about Doom? Well, sure, but... And that was years ago. So, like, thinking about they... Like, for us, yeah, maybe it feels, like, very surface level. But I think it's been... A part of the a plan. A part of the plan for longer. And, and, and part will of the show in its, you know expression in these stories it'll give us more than just here they are now and that's all that they are Hmm. i'm red x baby calling doom the iron king it's true (laughs) he is bmcg2 asking the tough question what happened to sink and talon yeah where what well i mean if we read into the cover at the end and Mm -hmm. the solicits for the next issue we know do we high evolutionary baby Oh. It's coming back. Tying up loose ends. He has Sink's blood. He has Sink's blood and wanted more. I don't know. Right? Eee, so or he, next, he did something with it already. Right. The next issue of X-Men has the High Evolutionary, his creatures, and Sink and Talon on the cover. Ooh. Well, there you go. Weren't we just talking about someone was saying we need more action from Sink and Talon? Yeah. Let's see it. It's interesting, too, to run that in parallel, too. Foth Hawks and how just gotta use it casually. Just gotta keep on saying it. And how that will be Jerry telling two parallel stories, three parallel stories, mm-hmm. if you count Invincible Iron Man as it continues and ends. And you do. I do. Absolutely. As you must. You must. Great week. Yeah, it was a really fun week. Good Solid stories. Comics. What is what's what's happening next week? What are the two we're getting? Dark X-Men Yay. finale. Oh, sad. Last issue of that. And X-Men Red, which I believe is the last issue of that. Oh, my God. It's going to be a week of crying. The last issues of some of my favorite books. Yeah. That's that's a big one. Not cool. Not cool, but we'll be good. We'll be yeah, fun. Those it, will be juicy stories, I think. Yeah. Exciting. Fantastic. I love it. Excelsior. Until next time, old friend. Sinister Charles! <laughs> Thanks so much for joining us today on the Ex-Wife Podcast. Be sure to leave us a review and tell your friends. The Ex-Wife Podcast is produced in Providence, Rhode Island by Alicia and Justin. Our music is by Quan.